0: ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 proudly present the Killer Bees.
1: Definitely a fan of the Killer Bees. Don't sweat the technique.
0: Live from the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios at the Decoy, here now are the Killer Bees, Joe Blank and Jeremy Branham. Oh, hell yeah. You about to get all stung up.
2: Ooh, what up, H-Town? Hey, how we doing? Three hours in the glass window. Nothing in the rear view or nothing in the past. Let's put this bitch in drive and Let's put some gas. Barry Laminex with us. Let's have a suspects what's reunion up? with Joe oh. George aboard. And, of course, Andrew Carlson. Barry, always good to have you, man. My man, what's up?
3: Dude, I'm excited to be here. Glad to be here. This is a great day to do radio. You got NBA trade deadline. You know, you've got the Super Bowl. Obviously, there's the Quidditch finals. Um,
2: um, our boy uh, Ashton must yes. be glued to a screen for that. Oh. The is former it? employee of Gal Media that was a, what do you call it, cribbage? Quidditch? Quidditch? Bro, Quidditch. Cribbage is an old lady card game, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, <laughs> I mean, that's. A, I mean, he probably well, plays little th- too. I mean, no offense, but with a little physicality, it's kind of what <laughs> Quidditch is too.
3: Uh, apparently there's hitting in Quidditch, like you knock people over. And isn't there a
2: jousting stick or something? No, you got to no.
3: run around on a broom. It's the most hilarious thing in the world to watch dudes run around like their Harry Potter, with a broomstick between their legs and tackle each other. It's very, it's very. This has weird. Joe George written all over. Yeah, Joe, Joe. I think Joe. Man, would do come that. on, Joe, guys. That's it? not
1: fair. I wouldn't play Quidditch.
2: No, no, I, I would watch I, Harry Potter, but I'm not going to play Quidditch. You got a broomstick in my leg. That's half the battle. <laughs> if you already are in on Harry Potter, there's got to be a good chance with your. what, what you were a middle linebacker when, when you played football.
1: I guess on the left okay, bench. Well, I
2: mean. Get yourself one of those little padded neck braces and get out there and knock someone <laughs> off a broom. <laughs> All right, got, I will. I will. Big, I'll play uh, a Quidditch
1: game just for you, Joel.
2: Got the big. Uh,
3: oh, what was the linebacker from OU? Uh, Brian Bosworth. Yeah, I got the big. Bosworth. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. The big neck roll. Joe, I know. I know for a fact. Joe George has a fantasy Quidditch team. There's no doubt in my He's mind. He's got a fantasy everything there's else team. No, my, there's no doubt in my mind.
2: I might be right, a degenerate, Belgium. but I'm not that bad. <laughs> Degenerate something that we don't like to use because of our past history at Media. No, it's, it's just one of those things. That, yeah, you kinda, get that It's like sandpaper in your underwear. I get that. Uh, <laughs> all right, so Barry's here. We got a suspect's reunion. Uh, Joe George, let's talk about the Rockets. Uh, evidently, it was all much to do about nothing. Hmm. Um, the trade deadline has come and went. Andrew Carlson, obviously a diehard Kool-Aid drinker as well. Uh, the fact of the matter is the Rockets did absolutely nothing. How are we feeling about that? I, you know what? They're not... I'm, I was
3: excited to see this team take a step forward this year, but they're not at big home run trade level yet. So I'm good with it. I would have liked to have seen them move on from some of these guys that don't fit anymore. Um, I know you're a big fan of Jalen Green, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but I. Well, you sure you got the dial placement <laughs> right? I mean, look, let's be real. This team originally was built around the ideas uh, and ideals of Steven Silas, right? It was, let's run, we'll worry about defense later, let's score, score, score. That's not an Ime Odoku uh, 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 Rockets team. It's a and great so, card
2: game, by the way, if you ever play uh, Doku. Odoku, yeah.
3: So, uh... It, I, guys like Jalen Green don't fit. You know what I mean? I would have liked to have seen. So you're, move you would on.
2: you would be moving on from Jalen Green right now? Absolutely. So I Absolutely.
3: Think it's too soon. Uh, now, now I
2: think Joe's with you on that. I think <sighs> it's too soon. I, I think that you don't have to do anything with him. And because of the point you just made about Steven Silas, he he spent his first two years in the league just completely running rough shot with no guidance, no tutelage, no coaching. And now you're starting to see glimpses when he goes on these burn, burners of five, six, seven games where he does a lot of the things you were expecting all along to where I just think that you can't pull the plug on him yet, but I think that there might be a time. Okay, so think about it, though. If you look yeah. back at the Celtics team that Imeridoka
3: built, right, and that, that, that team that he – well, he kind of built, but he, he was a part yeah. of, right? He was a part of that, that way of thinking – some of these cats don't fit that mold, and that's what he's building by bringing in Fred Van Vliet, by bringing in Dylan Brooks, by, you know, Jabari Smith has played a role, and I would keep him over Jalen Green because he fits what uh, uh, Ime Adoka is trying to do and establish, which is, yeah, we're going to play solid offense, but we're going to focus on defense as well. That matters. When you look at those Celtics teams, there wasn't a Jalen Green per se on that team there were guys that maybe weren't great defenders, but they gave but,
2: effort but, and that's part of the problem but Barry the one thing that i'll say i I'll, I'll, I'll push back on with All that right. is the fact that you have Jalen Brown and you have two superstars yeah. right yeah you've got um and, and why am I blanking on the Tatum. Uh, Tatum you have Tatum and Brown right so if you have Tatum and Brown I don't think no matter how good Jabari is he's ever going to be one of those two no players. he's not that guy but Jalen Jalen green could be he ah. could be you don't know he... Both of those guys play defense though. You don't know but here's the thing. You don't, don't know what you I mean, don't know. The fact is he has been so wildly uncoached and his whole his whole life it's just give him the ball and get out of the way to where he has so much athletic ability on the basketball floor. Are you ready to just close the door and then God forbid he goes somewhere else and he actually turns it up a notch and shows you what he could be? It depends on what you get back. Do you get a do you get a
3: star maybe not superstar but do you get a guy do you get a guy who could be a number two on this team who can still score maybe he's not going to be as prolific of a score long term as Jalen Green but he'll be a better defender right so if Jalen Green goes on to average what would you say for his career what what would be a good number 25 25 a game you think that's what he would end up
2: averaging for his career he's pretty close to that right now but if he averages 25 a game you'd take that but if you get
3: yeah but if you got a guy that would average 18 to 20 but get four steals or, you know, get 12 well, rebounds. I, I don't disagree he's got to learn to fill up to the box in other ways. that's race. a better – I would take a, a solid two and move on from Green because then you can find your star, whether it's
2: free agency or a trade or the draft. Yeah, but, but okay, and I'm, I'm curious, Joe and Andrew, uh, what are your thoughts on this because you guys kind of know where I'm coming from this. My big thing with Jalen Green is is that I'm not – well, more so as it relates to this team. This team has so much talent in youth right now that you are trying to develop. That the last thing I want to do is move one of your big young pieces in Jalen Green. You're trying to figure out what he can be, and get another veteran. Because now what you're doing is you're slowing down the overall potential for this team for a five year window to be what it possibly could be if if most of the, you hit on most of these guys. Joe, what you have thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean for me, like with Jalen, it's there's like a, I know we've talked about this. Like there's a fine line of when you can trade him to, like, where he still has value and when he has no value because he just hasn't been a good basketball player. Like, I, I want to trade Jalen Green if it's going to happen this summer. I Just regardless, like, they yeah. have to make a decision. He either needs a new contract, or and he's a clear part of your future, and you're hoping he's a, a part of your championship future, or you got to move on. Like, I, I'm glad they didn't trade him today. Like, there's not that disgruntled superstar. We haven't seen that happen. I mean, like, Mello got traded over a decade ago at the deadline, like, Big trades don't happen here. So, I'm glad they didn't move Jalen today. I'm pissed they didn't make a trade. Like, today should have been a day to get rid of Sean Tate, to get rid of Holiday, to potentially get rid of Green, and then give your young guys more minutes, and they just stood pat and did nothing. I I don't get why.
2: I I was good with showcasing all the veterans to kind of get them off the right foot and kind of big brother the young guys until the deadline. And then I wanted them all to go away, because I want all the young guys to get all the burn they can. Because of the fact that, you're again, you're trying to figure out what you have that you haven't been able to analyze because Steven Silas didn't do a damn thing to help these guys. Andrew, I don't know how you feel about it. I'm not, I wasn't ready to trade Jalen, but I thought they'd do something.
4: Yeah, I'm a little disappointed that they didn't address some of the holes that are still on this roster. Now, I'm not overly mad because, look, if you see where this team is versus where the expectations were coming into the season, it's hard to get upset about anything. But at some point, you do need to modify and adjust the expectations from where they were to where they are now. And if you listen to the mouthpieces of the team and from a media perspective, then they're telling you, hey, we're trying to make the play-in this year. And if you truly are trying to make the play-in this year, nothing you did at this deadline tells me that that's what you're actually trying to do. But do you
2: want them to? Because here's my thing. Like, you know, no, I've, always, I've, no. been, exactly, I've been hell-bent on you're either really good or you're really bad. You get penalized the most when you are mediocre. If you would make see, the play, see in, the see,
3: Steve Francis Catino Mobley era.
2: See, but here is the thing: if you make it, but season. if you exactly, but if you make the play in, you won't be playing much much longer, right? No. And I don't think you are going to be playing in the playoffs. So Udoka, I get it. You want? I think one of the ways he grades success is we made the play in and we had a chance. But guess what, guys? He has he has more wins now. Then he had all. Then they had all of last season without him. Yeah. It's a success. It right. doesn't have a playoff, you know, star next to it. But other than that, it's already. I would think you, as a Rockets fan, would say it's
4: already a success. Absolutely. Now I would agree with you, typically, Joel, except for the fact that when you don't own control of your draft pick and your all your draft capital is coming from the Nets at that point, then you tie less of your success to where you're finishing, and it's more of hey, what's the development looking like? Because. With that debacle of a trade when you, sent, uh, when you got Russell Westbrook and you sent out Chris Paul, you threw away your future for these next couple of seasons. Yeah, Daryl right? threw away all your future because yeah, you, he didn't care. So, <laughs> at, so at this point, like, I, well, I understand where you're coming from. When you don't, for me, at least, you don't get stuck on that treadmill of mediocrity until it's, okay, you own your own draft pick and you're the one that's picking 14th. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. Year. you got Brooklyn's. So it's probably going to be a good pick. So mm-hmm. you're going to have a good pick anyway. So it doesn't matter what you
2: do. You're right from that perspective. But you you would run the risk in a good way. I would rather run the risk of missing the play-in, but really getting good, solid minutes for all the young players so at the end of the year I know what I got, what I don't have, and what I need. Okay. And you have a chance in
3: the lottery. Um, but you
2: don't, though, with your own pick. You only oh, have Brooklyn's. Yeah, because
3: yeah, Daryl yeah, threw yeah, away yeah. all the picks. That's right. I, there's the, the whole point of – making the playoffs is you feel like you have a chance if we're honest about this team if they make the play in that's what i mean they're they don't have a chance so to me if that that says a lot about the Jalen greens of this team because that's supposed to be your one that's supposed to be your star even though last year i said look Keep Alprey Shingun and trade everybody. I don't care. That hasn't changed, but they've actually gotten better with Van Vliet and, and Dylan and, and whatnot, Dylan Brooks. So th- th- I, I just I don't see the point of just being happy making the play-in, like you said. And I feel like if there was a guy, like I, I know that there was a, a a rumor or something about, well, Zach Levine and Jalen Green, would you do that deal? Would you make that trade? And I don't know what Zach Levine's defense looks like, but if it's Joe be- does. if it's better than Jalen Green's, <laughs> I would have done that deal. Even though he's going to average four, five, six points less per game, you got better defensively. Because don't forget, they get Steven Adams next year too. Now, I know Zach Levine's not playing this year, but you're not playing for this See, year anyway. And
2: I don't think they need to be getting any more veterans. I don't think the veterans... I think that's gonna be a short term solution. A star. That's a band-aid, but you don't know you have a man could be a star. Like you don't care yeah, which does it does. Cam well enough. Cam that Whitmore them? could be a star. You don't yeah, know.
3: I think Cam might be a star. I I, I love his athleticism, I, I think for sure. But that's, I just I look at Jalen Green and I don't think superstar. I think prolific scorer, but there's a difference, right? Let's I, I know one of your pet peeves with him is when things aren't going well, yeah, he stops playing. That's not a superstar. Right? I mean, look at a guy like Jimmy but Butler. But that's fixable, like Jimmy right? Butler's going to
2: be a dog no matter what. But it's fixable. Not everybody's Jimmy. But if you get the – I mean, again, if, if he's got to be able to buy into a But if a if he buys into a Doka, a the guy that basically yeah. is going to tell you, if you ain't playing D, you ain't playing for me. Right.
3: But, it, I mean, we thought it was fixable with a guy like James Harden. Because that's what Jalen Green reminds me of is James Harden. No effort on defense, looking to score. And like you said, when things don't go his way, he's going to pout. And we used to talk about it on the show all the time on The Usual Suspects. I would make the joke about uh, James Harden leads the league in olays and my bads, right? Like, oh, let me get out of the way of this, this guy coming downhill to the rack. Uh, you don't want that on this team. And, and I think that you can get stars and you can get better without latching yourself to a guy who doesn't have all of the qualities to meet expectations. Because I just – don't think he does. All right,
2: 713 780 3776. You can call, you can text. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you think that the Rockets were good standing, Pat. Would you have traded Jalen Green? If not, what were you looking to do that they didn't do? And we'll get you all caught up as well, of course, throughout the program on the NBA and the trades that were made, who they helped, who they hurt, and what they were going to do for the rest of the season. But again, let us know your thoughts. 713 780 3776. When we come back, we can continue this conversation. Eventually, we're going to get into it. Some of the names are leaking out for the Hall of Fame announcement that's coming up as part of this this week leading up to Super Bowl some of the names that don't include the name Andre Johnson it could be a problem it could be a big problem for Houston fans we'll talk about that in a whole lot more next don't go anywhere it is the killer bees usual it's Barry Laminick what's so the killer bees on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 FM
0: Back to the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios, live at the Decoy, and your favorite drive-time sports talk, the Giller Bees. Here they are, Joel and Jeremy. Jeremy out today.
2: I don't know, Joe, do we do another wrong answers only? What is Jeremy doing?
1: I think he told us where he was going to be, so it's not as fun.
2: Yeah, but I'm saying we let the the listeners... That's true. That that's true. We can have a I don't, I don't do know it. that the listeners are ever listening close enough and astute enough to figure that crap out. The valid
1: point. That's a very valid point.
2: You know? So, all right, if you'd like to do that as well, 713-780-3776. Joel's also- giving
3: away $1,000 to the first
2: listener of out money. of his
3: pocket for the first listener that can correctly say what Jeremy's doing. Where right, he's so at? you're
2: going to give me the $1,000, i am no. going to put it in my pocket, no, and then I'm going to give it to Hood. That's not what we discussed. Because we didn't discuss it. Outstanding. It's like, <laughs> that's how we did radio for how many years? All right, so we're back. So if you guys want to give us a call, 713-780-3776, let us know. Are you disappointed what the Rockets didn't do? What they should have done? Tell us what your thoughts are on that. And then also, of course, wrong answers only. Where is Jeremy? What is he doing? I'll, I will um, abstain from the conversation for the time being. Uh, so in the meantime, Joseph, we are hearing names like Julius Peppers, Green Bay Packers legend. He played for another team like the Bears kind of but that's okay but na- names are squeaking out now about the Hall of Fame announcement obviously a lot is centered around Andre Johnson should Andre be getting in you have an issue if one of the leaked names gets in and Andre does not please
1: all right so these are the players that it all came from the Chicago Tribune so one of them is not does not affect Andre uh, uh, Mongo is gonna get in um, after he passed away. Um, I think oh, he that's passed. That's a bear, away. by
2: the way. That, that is a don't bear. Know is Mongo.
1: Um, but Julius Peppers is getting in, as you said. But the other one is the one I have an issue with, and I think like this might surprise some people with this take. I I know that you know when I, when I was growing up, I lived in Chicago, but I I love fantasy football, and Andre Johnson was always a go to fantasy football guy for me. But it's been reported that the greatest return man in the history of the NFL, Devin Hester, is getting into the Hall of Fame this year. And, like, I think that's really? great. I think it's well-deserving. But my issue with it is that if tonight, when they formally make the announcements at, like, 8 o'clock, if they don't include Andre Johnson, but they included Devin Hester, I'm kind of baffled of, like, what this committee is looking at. Because Devin Hester, like, as has his moments of greatness – But the only criticism of Andre Johnson you can have is touchdowns.
2: Well, that's all all Devin has. And the minute you said that, the first thing I could say is touchdowns. But that should not be enough to preclude him from getting in.
1: Yeah, and like, so I'm honestly, I'm a little hopeful that he's going to get in tonight. I always felt like Hester would be after Andre. So I'm kind of hoping that we'll see both these guys get into the Hall of Fame. But I don't know how you guys feel about Hester in general getting in. But it also feels like it's just time for Andre Johnson to once again to finally get into the Hall of Fame.
2: I, I, look, I, I thought that he might miss – he might. He wasn't going to be a first balloter, But I thought that he was – shortly after that, he was going to get in. Now, the, the question to me is going to be if he doesn't get in and the other guys that are kind of in that same ballpark, the Holtz and the Waynes and the guys like that, if those guys get in, that's one thing. But to your point on Hester, it's like if you're the greatest punter – And it took a punter how long and Ray Guy to get into the Hall of Fame. Like, I get it. It's more impactful as a return specialist. But you're a return specialist. Like, you're a part-time player as opposed to all the guys that are doing everything else and taking the beating and doing the things guys like Andre did. It's tough for me because I think at some point you're going to have to, you know, honor and, and pay homage to return guys. But that's all I know Devin Hester for, whereas Andre Johnson played his tail off you know, playing every offensive down most times, or a you, lot have of
3: to, you have to, you have to take into account who was to me. You also look at what was, where did Andre Johnson rank amongst his peers at the time he was playing? It was usually a, a two horse race. It was Calvin Johnson or Andre Johnson were usually the two best receivers or, or, or the two guys that you looked at and went, "Wow, those that's kind of the cream of the crop." Now I get it; there are other guys. You know that came and went within their era, but it, it felt like for a run there that that was
2: the two guys. There's those gaps and, of of like who's your number one receiver, you know, yeah. who, or who's you know who are the top two, like Joe said for fantasy football. Right. There's no doubt there was that window when he was right there for for multiple years, and he's 11th. I just looked it up. He's 11th all time in
3: receiving yards. Andre Johnson is, um, and that that puts him in really good company. You know what I mean? So, that, how much? How much impact does he have on his team? And But look, at the same time, I kind of get the argument that, like you said, Devin Hester changed the game in a lot of ways as a return specialist. He was a weapon. He was to be feared. He was, you know, so I get that. But do you put a guy, you know, that played ten plays a game in over a guy like Andre Johnson? And, Joe, That's- you
2: saw him play more than most. I know he played other positions. But, obviously, his main function was – and, and obviously what he's known most for is a return guy. But let me throw this to you guys, and you guys each give me your your, feed, your thoughts on this. My big thing, too, is Andre did a majority of that. Yes, the easiest thing is he did it with less than stellar quarterback play. Yep. He did it with guys that even when they were at their best, they weren't close to the best in the league, right? Even though Schaub had a year or two here or there. But overall, my my thing is going to be, look, for the other receivers that are up for this as well, especially that's why I say if they get in, they were in the past happy NFL. They were in Peyton Manning's heyday. They were when he was just gripping it and ripping it on every down and receivers' numbers went through the roof. That has to be taken into consideration, too, because when you consider all that and then say he's still 11th on the all-time list, how does that dude not get in? Yeah,
3: and, I mean, Calvin Johnson... Um, he's what he had. I was looking for his. his he quit touchdowns.
2: prematurely too. He called it a career yeah, well before he, he had he to.
3: He stopped early, but you know that that's a guy that, you know. Well, I was looking at it. This is crazy. right? So, um, Michael Irvin has. I was looking. Um, he's like fifty something in in uh in yards receiving yards, and he has like three less touchdowns than Andre Johnson does for a career. So. If if you're gonna put in a Michael Irvin with less receiving yards, three thousand less receiving yards, and what three or four less touchdowns for a career, how do you not put in Andre Johnson? That that statistically he's he was better than Michael Irvin. Now, granted, he doesn't have the Super Bowls.
2: That's gonna get what, Michael Irvin in. But another that was not pass happy NFL either. Troy Aikman got in, and if you compare Troy's numbers to some of these guys today, they're they're night and day. But like you said different type of football and a winning, you know, resume. Yeah. Joe, I mean, your thoughts on that? I mean, it's more pass-happy, too. That's why I think Andre's getting penalized for touchdowns, but he did what he did when it wasn't quite as pass-happy yet.
1: No, for sure. Like, And I think if you take, like, the Hester part of the equation out, because, like, I guess you define him as a receiver and a returner, like Andre versus Torrey Holt versus Reggie Wayne, like those three guys, some of the touchdown numbers and stuff, yes, are better for Wayne and for Holt, but to me – I still put Andre in front of them. And I don't know if this is fair or not, but I do want to be critical of both those two guys because look what Andre who's going to the Hall of Fame with Andre that was a Texan? Nobody. But like the Colts, who went into the Hall of Fame that's already on the team that was on the same team as Reggie Wayne? Marvin Harrison, Edger and James, Peyton Manning with the Rams. Marshall Falk, Kurt Warner, Isaac Bruce. Like they're already all Hall of Famers. You're going to be the last guy in. Like, there's a reason why you're the last guy. And I love Torrey Holt. Torrey Holt was, like, one of my favorite players ever growing up. He was an incredible, incredible football player. But, like, Andre still, to me, deserves to be in before those guys. And that's why like, I'm I'm hoping tonight that, like, you know, before he got the axe. At at 6'10". I'm hoping McLean did us a favor here and got Andre Johnson in because I also don't want to be having these conversations for the next, like, three years of if Andre Johnson's going to ever get in the Hall of Fame.
2: Guys, I was trying to do my nomination speech, and I couldn't get through the double doors of the ballroom. I let y'all down. He's going to have to get someone else to nominate him now. I can't do it anymore, Joe, because my voice is going to go.
1: Yeah, please don't. we got a whole show left. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Uh, you know what? Just looking it up because I have the numbers in front of me. How many more touchdowns do you think Torrey Holt has than Andre Johnson? Just a wild guess. How many would you say? Joe, what would you, like you guess? Okay. Joel? 21. Four. Oh, wow. Torrey Holt has four more touchdowns. Matt Schaub threw pick, six pick sixes in a row. Those could, Three of those easily could have been touchdowns True. for Andre Johnson. So, uh, yeah, I – the, the numbers just and again, I get it. It's a part of it is postseason appearances and Super Bowls and all that. But if you just look at production and you take into account. Who's throwing him the ball and how prolific or not prolific the offenses were. It just, it's a shame if he doesn't get in. Now, I'm not like Joe in that I don't care if it's this year or next year or the following year. Just don't make him, just, just don't See, make I it. Was say, don't I to say, I Don't make am, it go like where, what was it, Elvin Bethay, where, where John McClain had to go and literally set up a PowerPoint presentation for the Hall of Fame, senior old guy committee. politics. Well, and, and don't politic don't to guy him me, in. me, right? Don't yeah, guy don't me, don't in do and that. wait
2: till he's gone through how many different cycles before you finally like, oh, well, let's do him a solid. He was way better than someone that needed a solid. That's yeah. what I don't like. I could see him waiting off the first ballot and touchdowns would be the main reason why. Yeah. But you can't you keep screwing him, in. him, especially when two things that worked against him were the quarterbacks and because of the quarterbacks, the touchdowns. Yeah. But when you look at the yards and the catch, all the other things, it's like when we talked about what John Heyman was saying about keeping Billy Wagner out. He believes that it's like the top whatever percent. If you're top 11 all time, that's good enough. Yeah,
3: and, and that's so ridiculous. that uh, Don't even get me started on the baseball writers of America. Yeah, Those morons. A- those dudes, they should get rid of all of that and just put it like, they should just let, like, K-pop fans vote for the Baseball Hall of Fame. It's, it, it makes as much sense. And that's what the, well, you know, we're we're not going to put Billy in this year, but but we'll do it next year. Well, if he's good enough to be in next year, he's good enough to be in this year. That's what blows my mind. So they just, I, I don't know. They, This is so stupid sometimes that you get these moronic writers and media guys that get a say in the Hall of Fame because they covered it. Well, guess what? These guys are human beings. A lot of them are idiots. A lot of them have uh, uh, personal grudges and opinions. But you're giving them a vote to determine if a guy is going to get a gold jacket or not. It's absolutely stupid. I've
2: said forever today the whole – criteria and or which we never know the criteria fully is, and then just how you have to lobby to get a guy in yeah. when the numbers should speak for themselves is just ridiculous. All right, we are by the way, uh we are at the decoy, which we love to be at. We Visit here frequently. We have some of our loyal listeners here. Great place. Uh, Aunt, Aunt, what, Andre? uh, Andrea is here oh. uh, 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 off the highway. What's up, um, She's a great looking chick. She's wearing shorts. Yeah. She's here sitting next to us. If you guys want to be here with us too, hang some out nice with us. Bosoms. Right off I 10, Bunker Hill. We'd love to see you. Look, they got a lot going on this weekend. They've got volleyball and cornhole tournaments. Dre's a the king of the cornhole. Uh, and you can come in here and, <laughs> and get a little cornhole in. Big game celebration on Sunday as well. So we'll be telling you through, uh, about all that coming up throughout the program. But much more to get to. Again, if you want to chime in on this, 713-780-3776. You can call and text the show. Hit us up on Twitch and Twitter as well. Back with a whole lot more. It is the Killer Bees on a Thursday right here on ESPN 97.5 925 FM. Before we go to the break, I want to tell you about the good people at Daisy. Daisy, look, you do the dollop of Daisy on your favorite baked potato when you're loading it up. Daisy also does cottage cheese. They've always done the kind of great dairy products. They're doing dips now, and it's going to save you a whole lot of time and energy if you are having people over to the house this weekend to watch the big game. Because you know what? The game could be a clunker, but the people aren't going to be as upset if the food and the spread is good. You can make sure it's better if you get those two tubs of Daisy Dips. French onion and ranch dip available at your local grocery store. Just go to the dairy department. Grab a couple of tubs. It makes the pizza better the wings better the veggie dip better and the chips better no matter how the game goes the grub's going to be good all you got to do is grab yourself some daisy dips at your local grocery store
0: back to the mobile veritex community bank studios live at the decoy and your favorite drive time sports talk the giller bees here they are joel and jeremy Jeremy, out today, back tomorrow. My good
2: friend Barry Laminak in as we recreate and reunionize, if that's a word, the usual suspects get again. Someone said, and it's, it's a very valid point, Barry, one that I'm probably going to need your commentary on. They said, and this was very in-depth, how in the hell is Barry here for a show but never there for Game On? it's uh, <laughs> a great question. Okay. You thought it was Hall of Fame. I'm telling okay. you right now. It's a okay. legit question. First
3: of all, mind your business. Stay out of my business. Stay out of grown folks' business. Listen, um, it's it's an hour from my house to the studio, right? It's an hour from my house to the station. So I would drive two hours to do a one-hour radio show. I don't know if you know this, texter friend, pal guy, but we've landed on the moon and we have technologies that allow you to do radio shows remotely, where you don't have to have a two-hour round trip for a one-hour show. This is a 3 hour show and I'm doing game on from here afterwards so I'll be doing 4 hours that
2: makes it that makes it feasible but what I meant when I texted the first one was I mean <laughs> what the texter said was was that you had the ability to it. call in and do those shows but you haven't been doing them yeah I have well I, I missed one cuz I was on the road I'm driving
3: well, that's I'm, one. I'm in the mid- Yeah
2: okay you yeah. missed another because the other guy, you and I together, you missed – he didn't let you talk. I missed
3: like two – well, yeah, that, that's two. Yeah, and yeah. then
2: the other thing is then he gets, he gets very demonstrative and he wants to browbeat you <laughs> in the middle of conversation.
3: Listen, yeah, I, I didn't know I had grown folks pocket-watching me and watching my schedule like this. It's
2: All crazy. Right. Some of these texts from the Hall of Fame, Joe, and, and uh, one that I think definitely pertains to you. Um, Andre Johnson was never the best to do something. How do you leave someone out that was the best to do something in the case of Devin Hester? What, well, I mean, I I, mean, I didn't him. say leave him out.
1: I just said I don't think he should get in before Andre. Because, like, yes, Devin is the best of all time mm-hmm. at kick returning and punt returning. Like, it's not even close. Like, as Deon much as, like, we love, like, like, we love Dante Hall. Like, we love prime time. Like, like Devin Hester was so much better than everyone else. But you're still not making an impact on 95% of the plays. Like, that's the problem.
3: Well, and that's where and, I'm at. and not only that, but it's all it's also relative to the position, right? John Weeks is the greatest long snapper well, I thought about in that. the history. Well, you had to put him in the Hall of Fame because he was so good at long snapping? I mean, look at the impact on the game. He's in there for punts and, you know, field goals and extra extra points if they kick. So, like. Nah, I I get that, but you also have to take into account the positions and the impact on the game. Okay, that's just if that's Joe, why
2: punters don't get in. Well, no, but Ray Guy got in, well, and, and there are going to be I'm, other punters okay, that get yeah, in. There's so, one. Well, is there a two, long
3: snapper? I need to Google that. Hey but, Siri, but no, because I'm so old. Jokes, I'm just doing know. it out loud. I need to ask Jeeves. Hey Jeeves, that's there has to be works.
2: a time though when the return guys get in because they did impact. They don't do it anymore because they've changed all the rules. But they, like to, to what some of the guys Joe was rattling off, but Devin Hester, one of the greatest return guys who altered games, who won games for the Bears in part by doing what he did. How many games it's, do you think it's, he it's won for them? It's never the right time, but there has to be a time when you honor those guys. How many games do you think he won for them? I mean, Joe, you can speak to that more than I can. And that's I'm, that's we're a, serious a question. I'm not
3: trying to be funny.
2: No, I mean, like obviously, there's the one we all
1: know with Danny Green and the Cardinals uh, when he said the you are they are who he thought they were and we yeah. let them off the hook. Like that's the one that obviously stands out. It's just for me, it's more about like a specialist conversation because like like Vinatieri will deserve to get in. One day, Justin Tucker probably deserves to be in one day. But like, I, I put Devin put Justin in like
3: Tucker in now.
1: Yeah, like, I, but I just put Devin in the same category. Like, I, he just did not impact the game as frequently as which Andre Johnson did. Yes, Devin Hester might have four touchdowns in a season, but Andre Johnson has six, seven catches for a first down every single week. Like, he just he he was more valuable to his team. Devin should be in. There's just certain guys he should not get in before him. Totally agree with that.
2: See, I, I agree with that. But here's the other thing, guys, because you know I'm always one of those sticklers to harp on. We never know the criteria, and they never tell us. But then we're left to guess when guys we think should get in don't get in. And one of the criteria that's going to hurt Andre, aside from touchdowns, is the fact that Devin Hester, he, did he win a Super Bowl, Joe? No, he played in but one. He, but he played in one. Okay. But, but Holt, Super Bowl ring right? Yes. Okay, Reggie Wayne, Super Bowl yes. ring. Andre never sniffed one. Is that something that also, like the touchdowns, is going to hurt him?
3: Uh, It will. I mean, it's it, it'll probably prevent him from getting in this early if it does. That would be the reason, right? I don't think necessarily the touchdowns as much as I mean what y'all do in the playoffs. You didn't go to the Super Bowl. Those are those are those are bigger issues, bigger problems, right? And he's only in his third year of eligibility as is Devin Hester. So in that regard, I'm with Joe in that. Look, man, if if Devin Hester gets in on his third year of eligibility and Andre Johnson doesn't, that's a real problem. That's a re- cuz story holds on his 10th year of eligibility it says.
2: Yeah, it's see, crazy. See, that's the thing where I, I'm like, you know, I, so that means Gary i don 't ever to want to be in a beggar 's situation where beggars can 't be choosers just as long as he gets in because i don 't think he deserves that. I think that he was at the mercy of quarterback play that was less than, but that he still that should be even more of a feather in his hat that no matter what he was up against odds wise with who was throwing him the football he still found a way to impact the league at a level where he 's eleventh all time in a category where the rest of the names on that list, I'm quite sure, either are in or going, are going to get in. Yeah, And I also think when you're, you're talking about it for me, I like to, say, try to differentiate, like, how many from what position are up this year, right? Mm-hmm. If you got three receivers and two of them were in pass-happy NFL with a quarterback on the opposite side of Andre Johnson, Peyton Manning, one of the greatest to sling it of all time. That shouldn't hurt Andre Johnson. I just feel like that's where my biggest argument would be if I was the general and I was speaking to the room going, hey, look, listen, this is the biggest thing. He had Matt Schaub and a cast of thousands yeah. throwing in balls, and he still did what he did.
3: He didn't have a one until D-Hop got here. I mean, he, I mean, not a one. He didn't have a compliment. He didn't have a decoy. Don't it, First person to text Owen Daniels is getting blocked. You know what I mean? Like The dude didn't have a legitimate – not that Calvin Johnson had – anybody special or you know Tory Holt did obviously Reggie Wayne did so oh, Marvin yeah. Harrison
2: was right there with him yeah
3: he was I mean Reggie Wayne was the two all three four. of those guys I mean that's unbelievable right so um I and the other thing I think you've got to give credit to Andre Johnson for is it's not just his abilities on offense but um, he'll probably also go into the Boxing Hall of Fame for that ass whooping he put on Cortland Finnegan. So that has to count, yeah, That's too. not going to count, but it should. Oh, it should. That's a there specialist. should be bonus point. That's a specialist when you're dealing with jerks on the football field. That should be a category. And, and, and Dre is first ballot Hall of Fame for ass whoopings. That's, that's a fact.
2: Him and Nolan Ryan. Facts. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, look, Robin Ventura, the only reason why people will remember Robin Ventura and will remember Cortland Finnegan is because both That's of them it. got their ass whooped by, by people it. wearing Houston on their jerseys.
3: That's it. Hey, by the way, um, you're big basketball guy, so happy Kobe Bryant Day,
2: right? Yeah, the 8, eight and the 24.
3: Yeah. And 2 was his
2: daughter's number,
3: so it's 2 eight twenty-four.
2: That's right, and they're unveiling the statue tonight uh, oh. uh, outside the arena to be added to what Kareem and Magic – and I don't know if there's any others. But, yeah, Kobe gets his statue revealed uh, tonight, uh, and they are honoring him all day uh, in California. So Sorry, uh, I didn't mean mad props to him. I just thought of that. And, and they're not it's retiring really two, per se, either. No, some people no, 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 no. Yeah. No, it's it, just 8-24. Yeah. I think he's but. the only guy in the history of the league to have his num- both num- two numbers retired with any one franchise. So you're right, absolutely on that. Uh, we're going to continue to roll on here from the decoy. Again, great place to be if you play outdoor volleyball, cornhole, all those things here for you. Tons of drink specials all the time. Big weekend coming up, as we know. Uh, lots to do, especially celebrate the big game and watch it here at the decoy. We'd love to have you stop by and be a part of all the festivities, all the action. And of course, if you just want to kick back and watch sports we got that too uh we'll be here until 6 p.m uh game off i mean game on very on game on we'll be here as well with jerome solomon live in the flesh until 7 p.m so we'll come back with a whole lot more it is the killer bees on esp 97.5 and 925 fm
0: Back to the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios live at the decoy and your favorite drive-time sports talk, the Giller Bees. Here they are, Joel and Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy out. Barry
2: Lamanek in as the suspects have been reunited under the Killer Bees umbrella. Like how I did that. It's all encompassing. Ah. Kind of like all encompassing the fact that we are here at the decoy. We love the decoy because the decoy is a unbelievable spot. Right off I-10 in Bunker Hill, they got a ton going on. They got Super Sunday, of course, coming up. One of the first 100 people to check in before 5 p.m. A free square for the game with a chance to win awesome prizes, like a pair of rodeo concert tickets, two-hour volleyball court rental, a one one night stay at the Hyatt Place in the Woodlands, a $50 Fogo to Chow gift card, a Tito's cooler, and much, much more. They got reservations as well. If you want to reserve a table in front of their 24-foot giant TV wall inside or the 185-foot massive TV on the patio, state-of-the-art audio systems, video systems. This place is awesome. You love to be a part of it. Stop by the beacon Stop by and see us till six. I mean, everybody wants to see Pretty Andrew, according to Jeremy Branham. Of course. Stop, get by, and get free pseudo truck driver lessons from Andre the Giant. Chewy is here.
3: Hey, real quick, if I. Well, first of all, you said 185 foot TV. I think it's 185 inches. 185 foot TV would be. Outside? Have you seen it? It says 185 inches on the read. I mean, but you
2: normally keep your small little tape measure for items <laughs> like this.
3: That would be like the Sphere, right? Like in Vegas. It would be like, you know, I wonder if they're going to show. I'll go climb it. Wouldn't that be amazing if they showed the game on the Sphere? That would be bad. That would be pretty cool. That would be real badass.
2: But I, I got a question. Would you so, climb the sp- Did you see that dumbass yesterday?
3: Somebody climbed the Sphere? Yeah.
2: You think no. I'm kidding and I'm not. I'm too scared of heights to, to be he, that stupid. He GoPro'd it. Oh, he calls himself. I'm surprised himself, you didn't go
3: live, I'm and like, gonna look, I'm see, live on. And you're going to love this. You would TikTok. have a field day
2: with this. He deemed himself the pro-life Spider-Man. Wouldn't
3: it have been great if he died? I mean, I'm not wishing death on anybody. Like, but my, my if whole, you're pro-life and died doing something, that's pretty that's ironic. That's I said you
2: were going to love this. That's pretty ironic. But the, the other thing too is, is like, I don't care how good of a climber you are, and I know up close there are grids on that thing, like. Are you not fastening your ankle to something just in case? Because it gets windy in the desert. Hate to break it to you. That ain't the Dude. surefire of all surefire climbs, I don't think. How how many people do you
3: think would have been like, ha, if he fell? Just standing around like, yep, that's what you get. That's that's what you get,
2: Spider-Man. Well, you know what Bono would say if he did it, if he fell on Sunday. Don't do it. Sunday. <laughs>
3: Dude. Sunday, bloody Sunday. You got that right. Uh, listen, I got a question for you. We're here at the decoy, and this is amazing, dude. This place
2: is awesome. Decoy. Oh, it's actually um, for volleyball.
3: If, if I win, because I'm going to sign up, if I win the volleyball, will you? we can go Top Gun style and just go shirtless volleyball, right? You yeah. going to do it? Yeah.
2: I mean, with you playing with me, they'd think it was a co-ed <laughs> tournament.
3: <laughs> well, look. I I'll I'll go shirtless, but I do I want to wear like a bikini top. It's just because I think one you know of the girls behind the bar the boys, might have an extra one the, for you. <laughs> the boys is, yeah, the we're, we boys or yeah, the girls? No, the
2: boys. We've oh. we've uh, the, the, up top the boys. Kenny Loggins song in the background. At yep. top, playing with it, the boys. Man. There you Come go, on. Joe. You in? I
1: would take my shirt off because I'm out on that, but
3: Joe. <laughs> I feel like Joe Joe gets in the pool with his shirt on. I knew you Joe were going to say that. that. Guy. I just knew you were going to say Joe, that. I, aren't you that guy?
1: I wasn't, but I'm pretty fat now, so i got to lose some weight first. I'm very <laughs> Joe, self-conscious Joe, these days. <laughs> Joe leaves his shirt you on You said you dropped sex.
2: six on your resolution.
1: Yeah, man, but I still got like 50 to go. <laughs> like, i put on some LBs over the last couple of years. I've I got to cut down. Yeah. But accentuate the positive. You lost six. That's true. Yeah. I think we're down to eight. We're down eight pounds now in twenty twenty four. Look at you. There we you still go. got, you got a lot to go. Your, you
3: still leave your shirt on during sex, or do you take it off now? I take it off still. <laughs> They're trying to have a kid. It's, Barry. Not, a, it's not a public pool. Listen, man. I, I leave mine on during sex. I've seen me without it. Nobody wants to see that. That's not a turn on, Joe. Shirt on or if off? you're trying no to have to a kid, that. dude, maybe put on a turtleneck or something. I don't know.
1: Uh, turtlenecks ah. are not a good look for anyone though, Barry. I got to
2: tell you that. Well, listen, except for Kelly Eco.
3: Yeah. Who wears them when it's a hundred? I can't wear turtlenecks cause I don't have a chin. That just looks weird. It just looks like my, my body goes from chest to lips. It's
2: not a good look with a turtleneck. Can't do that. There's, there's some people that like, <laughs> I told you guys this before, but like my mom, when I was in college would send like a care package for the holidays and send me a Dickie. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Wait a minute. Do you know what a what? dickie is? I mean, uh, you of all people.
3: You can get that in like... It's a, a turtleneck it's like, without the shirt.
2: Like a sex shop, right? No, no. it's like oh. just the neck part, and you tuck it in under a sweater. No way! I was like, Mom, you, like a- <laughs> you, you understand, like, this will never be worn.
3: <laughs> it's like a reverse tur- mock turtleneck. Like, a mock turtleneck is just... Right, with half the a, neck. A shirt with no neck, basically. Yeah. But this is like a turtle... It's, it's just, just... You put it over your... It's like is you, it just a turtle or just a neck? What is it... What like
2: if you're playing football, like you would ideally stock. tuck this under your pads and just know your neck stays warm. <laughs> what? Yeah, she I go. Who wears these?
3: She, where was she sending it to? Here or in Portland? No, where, where, this was in college when oh, I was. Oh, in yeah, college. Yes. Oh,
2: and I was like, Mom, I'm sorry, yeah. but I'm like, never wearing this. Mom,
3: uh, I'm I'm trying to have sex with women. I'm not wearing this. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Could you imagine? Like you start stripping down and then you take your shirt off and you still have a neck on. You're just like, she's like, what are you doing? It's like, well. You're way past this. Have
2: you ever worn even a turtleneck,
4: Andrew? Yeah, I'm, I've worn a turtleneck before <laughs> as a young child. Look you know, my mom would dress me up yeah. in turtlenecks and stuff like that. So that you were neck.
2: force-fed by your mother to wear them, but you wouldn't on your own wow. uh, reconnaissance and self-awareness. You would never wear one.
4: Depends on the environment. Like if I'm out skiing, you know, I might have a turtleneck undershirt, like Correct. those uh, synthetic Under Armour ones. You know, yeah, but, like a Dry Fit. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my okay.
3: god. You would wear. Wait, you would wear a synthetic dry fit turtleneck. I mean, turtleneck. he didn't use the right like... Bro, do you know how weird that would look? Like a cotton turtleneck, it's supposed to bunch up. Okay, it doesn't but like go a, like
4: all the way up the neck. Right? It goes that's not a decent. turtleneck
3: then. That's just a that's just a long sleeve t-shirt you weirdo. A turtleneck is like, it just looks like a, like a big bunch... Like, it's Brian,
2: like, like Brian's neck brace only wrapped around your yeah, neck.
3: it's like when your socks fall, right? And they bunch up around your ankle. The same thing on your neck. That's a turtleneck. You can't just be like, oh, I've got a little piece of material. That's up, a mop. That's not... Yeah, that doesn't count.
2: I was the king of the mocks with suits you? when I worked for oh, the Rockets. How do oh, I? Yeah. Why do I? Yes, oh, I yeah. just
3: like yeah. You were like the, the sixth member of Color Me Bad. Yeah, but I hated like,
2: I hated dress shirts and ties, did so you? I could get away with it if I just wore a mock because we used to have to wear suits to every game. Boy, I bet you were dead oh, sexy was... with a mock turtleneck on oh, and a goatee. You? Look the hell oh, out!
3: Oh, watch out! Yeah,
2: look the hell out! People I didn't need like... chains ever out, out on the outside of the neck. I had it <laughs> going on without them. That's right, <laughs> damn right.
3: Uh, did you have a comb for the goatee? Where you just no, be like, no? What's up, it was, little mama? It was trimmed. It was well.
2: It was well quaffed. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, You, it was, I had the beard and mustache trainer. I had the lines perfect. Oh, look Every at this. Every now and then I'd put the line down the center. No, the you little, would oh, not. yeah, I got the, pictures. The little flavor saver oh, there. Yeah.
3: Okay, nope. okay. Nope. Nope. Look, Andrew can't grow
4: facial hair. He don't know what we're talking about. No, I'm still Googling the difference between mock turtleneck and real turtleneck.
0: He's
1: absolutely right. Yeah, well, well, I, you I'm, I'm seeing that now. Listen, the, the mo- i
0: the okay, so
4: so
2: never
3: you worn a real over.
4: turtleneck then. Yeah. Don't
3: let the dumpy stuff fool you. I was a fashionista
2: back in the day,
3: okay? I I had game, all right? I didn't hey, have— third base.
2: I've seen some I... of the pictures, too. <laughs> I, I just want have... to let you know. I didn't have Google mo- third base, the rap <laughs> group, and yeah. you will find Barry.
3: I didn't have mock turtleneck with a flavor saver
2: game, but,
3: you know. I did I'm have gonna... some Rico Suave boots with my Cavaricis. that. That was a thing. Oh,
2: yeah, when the Cavaricis uh-huh, had the logo uh-huh. on the fly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah.
3: He don't know about that. No, of
2: course he doesn't. He don't know nothing about that. I don't know if Joe even does. Joe was dropping knowledge the other day that scared the hell out of me. When he said the Rockets won the two championships, he was like three. Yeah, man, you guys oh are old. God. Are An- you? Yeah, I'm 32. No, you're two three? Yeah, I was born in 92.
1: Oh. So Andrew was I like hate- one. When oh, <laughs> The Rockets won
3: their
2: I- first I- title. I-
3: So, yeah, y'all didn't even get to experience driving up and down Richmond. That was, I'm telling you, man. In a stroller, maybe. They were here. Yeah, right? Mom just left them on top of the car. Like, no, man, I'm telling you, when the Rockets won their two titles, Richmond was insane. It was so much fun. Like, you think going to these little parades for the Astros was something? That's nothing. That Richmond I, I, was wild. People were getting shot, and they didn't care. It was like, oh, look, I'm bleeding Rockets red. Let's go. Like, they didn't. It was wild. Yeah, man. People just doing cocaine in the medians. Crazy.
2: I feel like dropping someone from another station's do it. mantra and going, yeah, you know, I know you guys enjoyed it from the outside. But, boy, I'll tell you what, those plane rides and locker room celebrations were unbelievable, too. <laughs> what should we
3: do? Oh, that's outstanding.
2: That's outstanding. Sorry, Joe. Outstanding. <laughs> Sorry, Joe.
3: <laughs> it's Joe's boy. Yeah. Right. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. All right.
2: So the other thing that we, we, you know, we've got to talk to here as we continue doing, again, 713-780-3776, we've got a couple things going on. Rockets did nothing if you missed it at the trade deadline. Are you upset about that? What would you have done? Barry would have traded Jalen Green. Are no, you on heartbeat. that? Are you on that train? Are you kind of like where we are, Joe and I, about the fact not yet. There might come a time, but we ain't there yet. I believe that my, uh, my cash it or trash it last week was that by next se- the start of next season, he won't be a rocket. So
3: so what's the difference between now and a half a year? I mean, it's not even a half a year. Value? It's like, what are you talking about? If he, it,
2: if he plays worse and pouts and gets benched, where's that value at? Right, well, let me show you the flip side of that. What okay. if he gets plays better? What if he starts really buying into a Doka system and this, this heater you know what he's happens? on is not a heater. It's actually who he is.
3: Then then they keep him, and then he goes right. back to the old him. A la but that's why Harden, you don't trade him right now on the internet for not playing defense. That's the only thing that motivated him. I don't know. Maybe you would get him a, a nail polish deal, and he he's got one already. Oh, does he really? Yes, that's why
2: he does that. Oh wow! Look it up. He's got his own nail deal. No, he didn't. yes he does. But the thing is, is this is, is his why you don't toenail? trade him. Oh, absolutely. Really?
3: This is why you Same don't color? trade him. Like curtains match the drapes type thing, mm. or is it? Yeah. No?
2: I think okay, why hard. don't you trade him? I'm sorry. I'm you don't trade him because habit. you don't know truly how good he can be. And so while you're trying to figure out, and you're not, in a, you're not being forced to trade him either, next year you know at the end of that year you're either going to max him out, which he wants, or you're going to have to do something, and then the value goes substantially down. But if right now, between now and the end of the regular season, you can actually see what he could truly be, If he buys into the system, if he continues to to play the way he's playing, now more teams are interested if you want to get rid of him. But also, more importantly, he might truly turn into the player that you thought he was going to be when you drafted him. Do you believe that?
3: Do you truly, in your heart of hearts, if if I made you bet your life savings and your house and maybe a kid on him being a great, like living up to all the hype, that he was drafted See, for. That's Do you believe that?
2: But here's where I draw if the line. Because not, first then and just foremost. pull the
3: trigger on a train right now.
2: Let me just tell you this. What? Before you go any further, the fact that you just said that, no one's ever going to live up to the billing that he had when he came in. Because if you remember, did. people. Right, but he did. ain't Jordan. And but that's the thing. People thought he was the next Kobe. That was so unfair to him because he was never. No one's going to be the next Kobe. And, and it's so unfair to say that he could even be who? Who? Jalen Green? Uh, yeah. When he came out. Everybody said he's going to be the next Kobe. Who said that? Did oh they my look at his jump shot? Andrews did nod in his head. It was all over For... on draft night and everything else.
3: His jump shot was some weird squirrely thing where he would bring it from 3 o'clock to noon. It's his like, jumper's not broken. Saying... He takes
2: a lot of bad shots.
3: Well, but they also have somebody dedicated to working on his shot because it was the, the mechanics and so. the
2: motion of it. They do. that it was bad but i just think look i don't I, know who said he was the next kobe but that's i would unfair not have traded ridiculous. him i would not trade him unless i have to so, so i could do a full analysis and and realize what he could truly be well you know better than me i mean you that was your job for that might be the first time 30 that's been years
3: on 40 110 years joe blake was in the nba so it's
2: yeah because joe's freaking three when they win championships so now I've been in the league for 180 years. Yeah. All right, we're going to continue to go. That was just the first hour of the program. That means we got two hours to go in the big show, lots more to get to. You guys want to join the fun and, ex- and excitement, 713-780-3776. Call that number, text that number. We are live at Decoy. We're going to get to some more of the Astros because, of course, the big news of the week, Jose Altuve is going to be an Astro for life, if you believe their Twitter account, or at least for the next five years. What's next for the Astros? Do they concentrate on those three other guys that everybody wants them to look at, Fromber and Tucker and Bregman? or they just say, screw it, we're going to focus on this year trying to put another chip in the in the, in the the H and try to do what they need to get another bat or do something extra to make this team better before the season even starts. It's the uh, Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 FM.